Hello, Internet, and welcome to the podcast. My name's Noelle. And my name's Nalia. And we are the Afterthoughts. Yeah, we definitely were not supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) We are two sisters who also happen to be best friends. Join us as we try to navigate our college and post-grad lives. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Afterthoughts podcast. Hey, guys, welcome back. Nalia, what have you been up to this week? Um, Not much kind of decompressing. Actually, that's not the right word. That's what I did on spring break. I'm now back at school <laughs> um, and depressed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I just got back to school. No longer on spring break and kind of just getting back into that grind. Although the days counting down to leaving for Spain are getting shorter and shorter. So I am looking forward to that. Seven weeks and counting. It's crazy. I don't know. I can't believe it's actually happening. What about you? Just had a nice weekend in Cartersville visiting with the fam. Uh, Harley is being really dramatic she's freaking me out she's like just deciding when she wants to eat which is like not typical beagle behavior so it's like really stressing me out because uh, I leave for Italy in two days well really like one day and still haven't figured out the whole eating thing so I like don't really like know what to tell her sitter uh so yeah should be interesting (laughs) um we'll see Hopefully, she will just decide to eat. Not sure. <laughs> Love that for you. But no hey, stress. you're going to Italy. That is true. That's crazy. We have been batching our pods since like the third one we've recorded in a week. It's crazy. But yeah, I'm excited. We'll definitely have a recap for when I get back. I'll tell you guys all about it. Can't wait. So excited to hear all about it and see all about it on Instagram. I sit in my apartment all alone doing schoolwork. <laughs> Sorry about it. Is what it is. What are you obsessed with this week? Okay, so me and my friends in my class have one class and it's just literally three hours long. And it's so long, so annoying. We've like had to try to find things to pass the time. So one of my friends told me about this game and it's kind of like Wordle, but it's called Semantle. So it's basically the word of the day can be any word in the English language. So you just start typing random words and it tells you how semantically similar the word that you're guessing is to the word of the day. It's actually really hard. (laughs) Can um, we get a definition of semantic asking for a friend? (laughs) So basically, being semantically similar is like how similar in meaning the word is. Hmm. I see. Got it? That does sound very hard. <laughs> it is kind of hard, but it's also like kind of fun. Is it only five letters? No, it can be any word. Oh, I think I usually have much. to guess like around 150 words before I can get to the actual <laughs> word. So I don't recommend playing it on your phone. I definitely recommend playing it on a computer. It's a good time passer. It takes like 30 minutes. And yeah, it's a fun challenge if you're looking for something to pass the time. But I'm, it's not easy. I am going to warn you. It is not easy. 
Yeah, that sounds a little too hard. I like games that are like easy enough for me to like be really good at it. And it doesn't sound like I will have that with Samantle. So not sure if I'll be into that. Yep. During this class period, we knock out our Wordle, our Taylordle, <laughs> our Samantle. <laughs> and we also do Worldle, which is basically it gives you a picture of a country. And you have to guess the country. And you have like five chances. So. Worldle. It's very hard to say. What have you been obsessed with this week? Well, actually, similarly, mine is also a game, um, but a game that's a lot easier. So I used to be like on this Ruzzle kick. The the name of the game is Ruzzle. It's an app. Um, It's like a little word game. I used to be obsessed with that game like a really long time ago. And our grandmother was also obsessed with it. She would play on her iPad and you could hear throughout the house all day long, like the little ringing noises that it makes every time you get a word. But I have rediscovered the game and I have been playing it very often, except it's kind of harder to play now because it's not as popular and you like play random people. And so there's not as many people to play against. You kind of have to wait a while to like find an opponent. (laughs) But it's, it's a good time. Love to hear it. Big fan of like mind games. I don't know why Same. I like them so much. Like Mahjong, that is my ish. I love Mahjong. <laughs> I literally had everyone in my class playing Mahjong the other day. Have you ever played in real life or have you only played like the app? No, game? I've only played on the computer. But I remember yeah, specifically in our old house, we had like that one big old computer in the computer room (laughs) and it had like Mm -hmm. a mahjong app (laughs) and i remember i would go straight to the computer and play mahjong like every day after school (laughs) (laughs) yeah i also frequented the mahjong app Uh, this is very fun (laughs) mahjong and solitaire yeah or spider solitaire specifically yeah those went hard (laughs) good times i think it's time to move on into this week's topic which we have titled Small Town USA. <laughs> Small Town USA. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay. We'll go with There's that. Country lovers. Um, only the real ones know. That's funny. But yeah, we wanted to talk today about what it's like growing up in a small town. I feel like we did a lot of brushing over this in our college episode, talking about like our high school experience. But I think we really need to dive a little deeper because it really is a whole experience. And for people who didn't grow up in a small town, I bet people will be flabbergasted at some of the things that we've experienced. Yeah, it's definitely not normal. I know... Even just talking to my friends, like my roommates and people that I've met at college, when I kind of explain our hometown, they're like, what? Like, that's not real. And I think kind of the thing that is the most out there about our (laughs) hometown is specifically our high school and that our high school was 30 minutes away from our (laughs) residence and... Not only that, I kid you not, the front yard of our high school was a cow pasture. Every Friday morning when you came to school, 
you'd smell the cow and the chicken manure that they lay out Friday morning. Yeah. It was a little a little uh Friday ritual, if you will. Just getting a good whiff of that cow pasture manure. It's nothing quite like it to really open up the senses on a Friday morning. <laughs> Not only that, I think something that's also kind of funny is like our high school had like agriculture classes. We ourselves, yeah. <laughs> like our high school, owned chickens and goats and tractors that they would go out in like the backyard of our high school in agriculture. I don't know what you call that. <laughs> they would agriculture. Farm? I don't I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah. Um I don't think people really understand how country Cartersville is, specifically like the area that we're from. Like, like the accents run deep. Okay, everybody is very country. Every male drives a truck, and then you know, we, I mean, we could go into it. You know the. The hierarchy of trucks, you know, depending on <laughs> what kind of guy you were, depended on the kind of truck you would have, you know? And it's just, yeah, not a good time. <laughs> Some true Southern boys. Um, I would also like to bring up the fact that I did have my little rendezvous with agriculture, if you will, <laughs> when I was heavily involved in the 4-H club. <laughs> I went to 4-H camp one summer. If you're not familiar with 4-H, which I know a lot of people are not because every time I talk about this, I have to explain what it is. 4-H is a club that is kind of known as an agriculture club. They have a lot of different divisions within it, but basically people can like show cows and horses there's like competitions for like different things. It's 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 all encompassing. There's a lot to it. Obviously, I was not out here showing livestock, but um, <laughs> I I don't even remember what part of it I was involved in. It also backstory. 4H stands for Heart Health Hands and something else I can't remember. Hard work. Yeah, something like that. So there was a very big community service aspect of it as well. And that's the part that I was mostly involved in. And the fact that they had a lot of talent shows. And so I really would just <laughs> put myself out there on stage and just blow the competition away. I really tried to follow in your footsteps. And I was the 4-H secretary for one year and I never went back. I'm pretty sure it's a cult. That is a shame. I um, met my first boyfriend at 4-H camp. Let's see how that turned out for you. <laughs> we, could, we could dive into that a little later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did have um, a little something with my country roots going there for a while. I will say that we live on the more country side of town, if you know what I mean. <laughs> And our high school is definitely probably, I would say, is like one of the more country schools out of our county. I'd also like to talk about another aspect of country boys that is actually disgusting. And I did not know was not a normal thing until I came to college, which is that all of the boys that went to our high school dipped. Yeah. And 
I don't I had to explain to some people what dip even was when I came to college. It's basically tobacco, but in the form of like sludge. It literally looks like sludge in like they sell it in a in a little tin and literally just looks like sludge. And then they spit in a bottle. (laughs) Yeah. They got a little Sprite bottle in their back pocket that they carry around. (laughs) (laughs) But this is another thing that I didn't realize until I came to college that nobody else did except for people where we're from. They're like, you guys didn't have like that friend group that like smoked weed or that did this. I'm like, everyone just did tobacco. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dipping was very popular in high school. I think at other high, like other normal high schools, I think it's kind of more of an athlete thing. Um, But at our high school, it was, I would say most guys specifically. I mean, there not that there weren't girls who did it too, but a very large amount of guys dipped. Yeah, that was like the cool thing to do, especially if you were like on a sports team mm-hmm. specifically baseball but and then don't get into that <laughs> just this constant cycle because the coaches also dipped like they weren't being reprimanded for doing it because yeah because the coaches, coaches that were also teachers just like did it in school they would just have their spit bottles out on their desk so that's that <laughs> another fun part about our high school is how many fights there were and i didn't realize that this wasn't in the everyday thing I talk about this with a lot of my other friends but I would say like almost a daily basis there are fights at our high school and there are different kinds of fights it also kind of depended on the time of day you know it was very popular in the mornings like in the bus yard everyone was just kind of standing around and then also lunch was a very popular fighting time. Yeah, that did happen. But one other thing I think is important to mention about our hometown in general, not just our high school, is that our school was 30 minutes away from our home, but so was every other sort of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> like when I moved to college and I have a Chick-fil-A five minutes down the road from me, I think I'm living in luxury right now like this is so amazing (laughs) because the closest Chick-fil-A from our house is literally 30 minutes everything is that far like there is nothing that is closer than that besides a gas station (laughs) yeah even like the closest grocery store is like 20 minutes and to make it even more country the only thing that is on our side of town is a Dollar General, which that's a whole nother breed of people that go to Dollar General. It's just a little more insight. Noelle didn't really experience this, but I did. When our dad moved from the house we grew up in into a smaller city within the same county, this city is on the edge of our county and is... Now I am 45 minutes away from all civilization (laughs) that is within the county that I live in. And not only that, in this small city, the only thing is a Dollar General. There's no restaurants. There is no gas station. There's only a Dollar General. There's not even a stoplight. When I tell my (laughs) friends about this, they literally don't believe me. 
but you didn't have to live at this house, but it brings a lot of stress into your life and you really have to plan around things. Yeah, I never had to live there, so I am very happy about that. But yeah, that was that was a, a rough life that I lived when I was uh, living there. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the bus ride from his house. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. It was hour and 45 minutes I was on that bus. From the time that I left school till I got home was literally an hour and 45 minutes. It's crazy. It was horrible. What I find really interesting is the fact that, backstory, Nalia and I were both born in Georgia. Born and raised. Um, but the neither of us are country at all. <laughs> not even slightly. No, I wouldn't say not slightly. I mean, we listen to country music, but I don't think that makes us country. And I think we can have a little country twang to our voice when we're like on the phone with like adults or something or something important. But it's not nearly as bad as our siblings. Which is ironic because they were not born here. Not only were they not born in Georgia, they were born in Miami, Florida, which is like the opposite of Southern Town, USA. You know, I think maybe because they moved here at like a very influential time in their life. And also their friends were very country. Neither of our friends. Well, that's not true. My best friend lives on a farm. <laughs> I was going to say my friends aren't really country. My best friend has two horses in her backyard. Yeah. So never mind. I take that back. We're just not as influenced <laughs> as our siblings, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's it. But I agree that they had kind of a culture shock when they moved here so they came from this not southern town whatsoever coming over to this like real southern town and like had to adjust quickly and kind of just stayed there where I feel like we were raised in it and it's kind of like you know you always want to be different than what you were raised as so yeah we were raised here but since we were raised there I think that's why we're different where that's not where they were raised so that's why they I think they kind of adjusted more I guess or conformed more <laughs> to that because that's not where they're like from so I think that has a lot to do with it so so true I think we can both agree that the worst part about living in a small town is knowing quite literally every single person who lives there and not being able to go anywhere without seeing someone you know Literally, you cannot leave your house looking a slob in Cartersville. Like, even just going to that small Dollar General that is the only thing within <laughs> five minutes, if you look busted, you're still going to see somebody you know. Yeah. Terrible. And then you always have to strike up a conversation. It's just, you can never avoid it. Yeah, because if you don't talk to them, then they're going to talk about you. <laughs> exactly. Then everyone else is going to know that you were a little B-I-T-C-H. Exactly. I think that kind of leads into how clicky small towns are. I don't know. I'm assuming this is every small town, but I know especially our small town is so clicky. Everyone has their clicks and they do not stray from that. Yeah, it's a very clicky and it's very judgmental. Like, it's very hard to grow up in that kind of situation because I feel like the different friend groups are just so polarizing that it's, if you don't run with this certain crowd, then they all, like, hate you. And that's just, like, how it is. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I had a really hard time with this because I feel like I'd never <laughs> belonged to one group in particular and I'm literally I'm just not a hateful person and I've never said the words I hate you to anyone I just you've said that to me before okay well you don't count <laughs> Only when you made me brush my hair when I was a child. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't genuinely hate anyone. So I always found it like very hard to be in one of these cliques in particular who just like down other people. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. especially once, uh, you know, like there's always that like quote unquote popular group or like that it group. And for a period of time, I was friends with those people. And then when you're not in that group and when they, like, kind of pushed me to the side, to be on the outside of that group is kind of, like, even scarier, you know? Because when you're really on the outside of the group looking in, you realize how many people do not like you. Like, you think that you're the it person but in reality, everybody else just doesn't like you. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too no. deep. No, that's extremely true, though. Like, very true. And also, I think in general, when making friends in middle school and high school, when you're from a small town, it almost feels like you're making friends by convenience which I feel like sounds bad. And this is coming from someone who's actually still close with a lot of their high school friends. So it's not to say that you can't make good friends in high school. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I have great friends that I met in high school that I'm still very close to. And I'm very lucky to have that because I know a lot of people don't have that. Um, but it just kind of makes you think that if like you wouldn't be friends with them if you just met them randomly out in public one day. You know what I mean? It's just by a close association because you live in the same town, because you have class together, you just become friends, even though you probably have nothing in common with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was actually talking to one of my friends about this the other day, and she went to high school right outside of Atlanta. So like she went to a big high school, very diverse, lots of people. And we we're basically talking about like how you mix like your college friend group with your high school friend group. And she was telling me how like, well, I wasn't afraid to mix the two because all of my friends from high school are just like me. Like, that's why we're friends. And I was like, this cannot be any different for me. Like, none of <laughs> I only have two friends that I still talk to from high school. And they're like my best friends, but they are completely different from me. And not that I'm scared to mix them with my college friends. It's just that Literally exactly what she said. All of her friends that I've met from her high school are exactly like her. But that's just not the case for me. And I guess that's more of a small town thing also is you have more limited options. <laughs> yeah. So you have slim pickings. But it also took me a while to find them. <laughs> so you get, I definitely yeah. went through some other groups before I finally got to the ones that I, I have today. I mean, I agree with that because the friends that I, I mean, I have like a group chat called high school friends and it's just all of my friends from high school and there's like 
I don't know, maybe like 10 of us or something. And we're all very close. But I wouldn't say that we were all super close in high school. Like it wasn't even until after high school, like after we graduated, that we actually became a lot closer. Some of them I've been in school since kindergarten. You know, my best friend Savannah, I've been friends with ever since we were little tiny itty bitty in Girl Scouts and playing soccer together. So I think I just kind of got lucky in terms of finding people who I do have a lot of common interests with. But when I think about because like I said, we didn't even hang out that much in high school, like outside of class. But when I think about the people that I did hang out with a lot in high school, I just like, why did I hang out? Like we didn't have anything in common. Like what did we talk about? Well, as you guys probably know from the last episode, me and Will have a very different schooling experience in <laughs> Cartersville. <laughs> so I think that also plays into it. But, you know. It is what it is. Now we're older, more mature. We can move on from that. Or at least I can. <laughs> so true. I wanted to circle back on the thought that you know literally everyone that you know you live with in a small town. Because I wanted to bring up this new hobby of Nalia's that she has been texting me about. And that is to read the Bartow Blotter. Which, if you're not familiar, is the Facebook page um, in, in our county that is just all of the, basically all of the arrests and people's mugshots. All and of why the they bookings, if you will. Yeah. That's what they call them, the bookings. The bookings. She would know. The, bu- the bookings. I would know. I went into a deep wormhole the other day. It was, like, actually unhealthy. And... Kind of like we were talking about earlier, like our school's a big fight school that happens a lot, you know. When you're out in the country, there's not much to do but to break the law. So <laughs> that's what everybody does after high school. You are so not wrong. Because they have nothing better to do. So it all stemmed from one of my best friends from high school, Katie, sent me one of this girl that we knew in high school. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's arrested. Like, that's crazy. So I went on the Facebook page and I was left scrolling. I was like, I wonder how long it's going to take me to find somebody else from my high school that I know. Two people down, someone from my high school. <laughs> and I just kept scrolling. I knew like 20 people just from my 10 minutes of scrolling. And then I started reading deeper into why they were arrested. And I was like, what is going on with these people? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, it was crazy. Like, this this ain't no fighting like when we were in high school. This is like weaponry is coming into play. And I was like, this is actually insane. But while we're on the topic, why don't we jump back to that topic of uh, someone's ex-boyfriend who I've spotted on the Barto Blatter about five times in the last four years. (laughs) 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 And it's not mine. Oh my god. Uh, So, said first boyfriend from 4-H camp. Um, Let's just say he... Went down a bad path. <laughs> when when would when would you say the path turned? Was it high school or after? It was like after your high school. 
Mm-hmm. It was after you graduated from high school, but okay. I think it was like the end of my high school years. I see. Because he was on a good track while you guys were in high school, oh, and he then was. it just kind of went downhill. He was a stand-up guy, honestly. Like, 10 out of 10. Great guy. He comes from, like, a, a very religious family, pastor kind of family. Uh, then he just started getting into some things he shouldn't have gotten into and got arrested a few times. We said before, <laughs> nothing to do but illegal things. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he got into some bad things. Then he got kicked out of his house. Uh, then he was homeless, which only got him in more trouble because he was still doing illegal things while being homeless. It's a lot easier to get caught when you're doing it on the street. Forewarning, <laughs> <laughs> just letting you guys know. Um, so, yeah. Guilty. My ex-boyfriend is seen on Bartow Blotter five times. <laughs> in his defense, though, he just keeps going back for, like, probation things. <laughs> If he would just listen to his probation officer, right. maybe things would go a little better in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't think he is either. <laughs> but, uh, hope for the best. Maybe he'll turn his life around one day. Maybe. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite things about... Cartersville is bringing my friends there from like college because it's just like such an interesting and foreign place to them and kind of just like giving a mini tour that is one thing about small town or at least our small town we have some of the best like mom and pop shop stop restaurants (laughs) pop lock drop (laughs) (laughs) yeah whatever you want to call it we have, ugh, there's like a breakfast biscuit place you have to try. A lunch place you have to try. Ice cream shop you have to try. There's just, so true. it's just gold. And that's like the best part of bringing people home, I feel like. And I think the funniest part is like a lot of my friends don't understand how like Carzel's even a real place. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of my friends, Shania, is like, I just want to come to Cartersville because I just need to see what it's like. Like, I don't believe that it's real from what you're telling me. Like, I need to see it for myself. And I think that's so funny. No, it's it's really hard to explain. It, you can really only show somebody by, by bringing them. I'm sure the first time I brought James to Cartersville, he was like, what is this place? <laughs> but we just had very very different upbringings so it's just it's fun to kind of connect the dots for him because I tell him these stories and like how I grew up but I don't think you can really picture it until you see it for yourself (laughs) just for reference James is literally from San Francisco California he's from San Jose oh I'm so sorry San Jose California like an hour from San Francisco. <laughs> In that general area. So yeah. definitely not the South. <laughs> very different. But yeah, it was probably a very rude awakening from him. But I think also the whole thing about going home, and I definitely felt this more when I was in college and like visiting because you come home so rarely when you're in college is just the sheer amount of people that you have to see when you come home. It can be a little overwhelming. 
No, 100%. The times I talk about this with my therapist (laughs) has been more than one. (laughs) It's just, it is so much. And especially when you're not coming home for a long period of time, you're coming Mm -hmm. home for like maybe a weekend, but you still feel like you have to see all these people. You know what I mean? And for me, I guess it's not as bad as far as like friend wise, because I have like four friends that I still have from Cartersville (laughs) that I have to see. But even just like family wise, like our entire family lives in Cartersville and none of them live together. So Mm. it's very inconvenient, actually. Can they just all move in together? (laughs) Seriously. So it's like we have to see each of our siblings and their families. And then we have to see each each of our parents and then like each of our friends. And it's just... It's a lot. It's a lot of stress. And you just, like, don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, you know, by not seeing them Mm -hmm. or seeing somebody else and then not looking at them. You know what I mean? So it definitely, I think, is a lot of stress. If you couldn't tell, by the way, I'm speaking about it, obviously. I've had a lot of stress over this. Um, And you just feel really, you just feel really guilty when you are home, but you don't get to see everybody. I know I always felt like that. Or when... I mean, I feel like most of the time I would probably prioritize seeing my family over seeing my friends just because I don't want to like upset my family for leaving when I'm only there for a short amount of time. And so then I would feel really guilty that I wouldn't be seeing my friends. And so it's a constant cycle. Yeah, I think for me, it's even harder now because of our nieces and nephews. Yeah. Because... If I do not see them while I'm home, I will physically break down. Like, <laughs> I have to see them when I come home. That's just, like, my role. Like, even if I don't see their parents that are my actual siblings, I have to see them. You know what I mean? They're my pride <laughs> and joy. The one reason I have to live in this world. I'm just kidding. That's very intense. <laughs> but probably true. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie. But, so I think that's, like, three more people that I have to see now true and they all have their own things going on they're all in sports and school and and so it's it's hard to make the rounds but the best part about making the rounds is the fact that you get to have that little main character moment like we talked about before you know when you're coming back to your small town from the big city living and you're just you know having your little moment that's what it's all for you know, go to the local coffee shop in the morning, get a little coffee, you know, say hi to the barista that you went to high school with <laughs> and just keep it going, you know. <laughs> because honestly, nothing hits quite like running errands in the country. I hate running errands in Atlanta because anywhere I have to go, it takes me like 20 minutes to get from place to place. It's infuriating and the stock is so much better in in the country everything is always sold out in atlanta but here you only have to drive 45 minutes there yeah then you can just pretty much walk yeah (laughs) plus that's all there is to do here so it makes it fun like you have to find joy in something and that's what you have to find joy in because that's the only thing there is to do unless you're breaking the law of course we already know already covered (laughs) that <laughs> yeah, basically all there is to do in Cursville is just to run errands. So whenever you come, just make sure you have a few things you need to check off the list. Yeah, like a Target, TJ Maxx. Drop something off at the post office. Oh, you cannot go home without a trip to the post office. Obviously. Obviously. 
I feel like this was a very good episode given that we just spent, well, I spent a week there, but you also spent the weekend in our hometown, kind of living out our small town lives. (laughs) (laughs) I agree 100%. I was going to say the same thing. Um, There's nothing quite like just driving down the road with Malia, just blasting country music, singing at the top of our lungs. Which is exactly what we did this weekend. Ain't nothing sweeter than Georgia peaches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Love that song. Oh, good times. And on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. And make sure to follow us on all of our socials, TikTok and Instagram, at The Afterthoughts Pod. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.